So, how about I put that suntan lotion on your back? Or maybe, if you want, you can put some on mine. Mmm, that sounds nice. But let me finish. You see, if you have a really strong guild culture, I mean, all you need is the in-game role system, and fairness will be preserved in lieu of a DKP system. (laughs) That's fascinating. Let's go try this DKP somewhere more secluded. Okay, but but let me finish. The headaches and drama incumbent to any DKP system are... Let me get this. Hello? Bill, we need Tattered Cats out now. It's August for Pete's sake. August what? Tom, Bill, get off the bridge at Beach already. I'll be right there. Sorry, darling. Summer vacation is over. I need to get back to Tavern Cast. But what about me? Well, with great power comes great responsibility. See you around. And don't forget to subscribe to TavernCast in iTunes. Welcome to the Thunder Brew Distillery here in Karanus Dunmora. Dust off your favorite drinking mug, order up a pint of Rhapsody Malt, and settle in. It's time for another round of Tavern Cast. With your hosts, Cromley, Eloysius, Infernal Bill, and Kern Cater. We'll bring ye tools, tips, tales, and tricks from the great world of Warcraft. Okay, welcome, welcome, welcome back to Tavern Cast. It's show 27. We are back from summer vacation, and we are back, and I am here, and I am Aloysius, and <laughs> others are here, and their names are... I'm still Cromley. And last I checked, I'm still Grinkatair. And I believe I'm Infernal Bill. Are you sure? Why aren't you Infernal William? Well, I thought it'd be too formal. I mean, if I were going to be, like, Contemptuous William, but then it just, you know... Contemptuous or- William? That's your alter yeah, ego, right? It was in uh, EQ. Actually, but no one could spell it. Slash tell contempt. Conte- How do you spell his name? See, you can't even say it. It's like gaming with Bryce. I mean, Eli. No, you should put a uh, uh, an umlaut in contemptuous to make it even worse. <laughs> what is it with people right. in the world of Warcraft that put umlauts in their names? I mean, it looks really cool, but it like it totally destroys any ability you have to send those. But do you know what it is though? We've got people like that in our guild, and I think I've I've seen people talk about how they the names that they want are taken, and so it's the they way just, they yeah. can get the spelling they, they, they use want. The thing over the A. If they, yeah, but what it's have you got against the umlaut. Well, okay. Let's 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 say you. let's Did say it? let's say your name is. Cat, right? And the A is got an umlaut, or I don't know, make up something, right? So it's it's C. You, you spell it like this: you type C Alt one two eight five six two nine T, and you have to know what what. That's what the, the reason you is. say in public. I think it's just a racist thing, really. I mean, you know, there are no umlauts in, in the English language, and really, you just keep everyone else down. <laughs> Death to umlauts. Keep it's keep right. The only good umlaut is a dead umlaut. Keeping the vowels down, yo. <laughs> yeah. Bryce is the anti-umlaut. <laughs> Under is the it, thumb of the oppressive. Are all accent marks. No integration for umlauts! 
<laughs> we don't want I your segregated the... umlauts around here, boy. I had a dream when umlauts and non-umlaut vowels could work together to create character names. Down with Y and W! <laughs> Down with Y and W! <laughs> If you can't type it, you must have Let the hate mail flow all around the world. Let the hate mail flow. Or should we just let him keep sending the hate mail? So if you're interested and you happen to have internet access, please be sure to check out our website at www.taverncast.com. Got all kinds of great stuff, tips, tricks, downloads, games, uh, no pornography. But we do have forums, and the forums are lively and exciting, so please be sure to participate. If you don't have internet access, you can always give us a call and leave us a nice message at 867-5309. No, that's not. <laughs> yeah, I think that's if you want to talk to Jenny. What is the uh, actual Skype number? What for do you those think wa- it is, Bill? Um, it is one eight hundred FTW POD PPL. It's actually one eight hundred nine eight seven three six two two four five eight nine one three. We're going to give you the real Skype number. We've we, we converted it to words to make it more memorable. Yeah, Cromley's pulled up something called uh, phone, phonespell.org, phonespell.org. and uh, it's converting our number into a uh, mnemonic. Yeah, mnemonic. 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 Yeah. So read some of these off, Cromley. So we've got Peg Eye 18 Trap, or... <laughs> I like 7 Egg 18 US Dash As. No, no, no. Peg Eye 18 Czar. That's memorable. <laughs> yeah. If you really just want to reach us easily... It's you can dial. It's 734-418-8727. But it's better if you dial guy 18 sar <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'd also like to ask you to please check out our Warcraft site at warcraftinsider.com. And if you like Taverncast or even just random Warcraft gear, you can also check out our store at taverncaststore.com. Kern actually updated her blog. What? Twice. Twice? Bum, bum, bum. drinking today well i'll tell you we're drinking <laughs> we're drinking uh, something called a snake bite. this is a lot like a black and tan in fact it's it's done the same way so you take one part guinness and one part hard apple cider in this case we're using ace fermented apple cider out of california bill did you find um, it no but what i did <laughs> oh find... well good job <laughs> the one so, from california. so what, are, what are we really using then? i oh, did get did. ace yeah. but I got Ace Pear Cider. Oh, For some reason, they're not a oh, fan dude. of the apples down here in Los Angeles. Oh. So it is a um, it's more it's more like a tarantula bite than a snake bite. <laughs> so they don't like either umlauts or apples in Los Angeles County. All right, so look here's but a snake what bite. A snake bite is like a black and tan, but it's one half Guinness and one half hard apple cider of your choosing. Some popular brands include Woodchuck Strongbow and Ace. 
Apple is the official snake bite uh, cider, but as Bill will tell you, the variation is the tarantula bite, which includes pear cider. And I think you made that up, Bill, but hey, it could be popular and... It's going to be popular nation. now. Is there an official Snakebite Cider Association to <clears throat> decree which is the proper cider to use? Uh, We're no, making one really. now. Maybe, maybe we are. Well, there's a variation. It's the official Tavern Cast Snakebite. There's question. a variation of a Snakebite, and it's a black Snakebite. And that's where you do the same thing, but you add blackcurrant cordial, which is a liqueur, into it. And that, that makes it kind of purple. It's pretty cool. But the important part about that this is... That was the a, goth drink. But the important thing is that yes. there's Guinness in it. Well, the important thing is that you tell us actually how to pour it, because that's the most oh, important yeah, yeah, yeah. part. Okay, so just the, the, the same rule goes for black and tan, which, by the way, is Guinness and Bass or another light ale. Mm-hmm. What you do is you pour the light ale, or in this case the cider, first, and you let it settle to about half the glass, and then with the, the glass canted at an angle, you pour the Guinness very, very slowly, very slowly, over the, the cider, so and the, the density of the Guinness will, will separate it so that you have literally like a, a well-defined definition between the cider and the Guinness. And it looks really cool, and it tastes really good. This is actually one of my favorite bar drinks. I love snake bites. Somehow the the the, the two beers or the two drinks actually mix because you know mm-hmm. it, the way it looks. It, it looks yeah. like your yeah. It looks like the first taste you're going to have is going to be all Guinness, mm-hmm. and then you're going to have all cider. Yep. yep. And it's like, well, okay, so I've got two drinks instead of one. But that's not the case. I mean, this thing it's actually delicious, mm-hmm. isn't it? Good snake bite. All right, so here's all the people who have donated since our last show, which was a long time ago, so this is a long list. We had David Pritchard, Tiffany Thompson, Des Blackhand, Brian Bertrand, Matt Barnes, Davilin, Gadsden, Nightwind, Renata, again, Bill Renata, Deathfrog, Papa Mamba, Sean Gill, Nikels, Zeref, Discord, Matthias, Daniels Holderby, Demoman, Richard Evans, Zabros, Amara, Altori, Eric Sebesta, Valen, and Tuscan. My micro-mechanism thanks you. My computer tapes thank you. And I thank you. We have a lot of repeat donators. We certainly do. And I love our so donators. You guys are hot. Stay hot. You make us yeah. feel like we have a lot to live up to. Okay, so no, like we actually no have pressure. Responsibility. I'm not... It's like they're investors. They're stockholders of Tavern Cast. They are. We better bring it. In the case of, like, Renata, too, it's like... I'm going to give you money, and if you don't perform, I will usurp you with my own podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I think she's doing that anyway. Actually, though, her podcast, both her and Starman, is really fantastic. You should check them out at worldofwarcraft.com. World well, that's of, actually the worldofwarcraft.com. Worldofwarcraft.com. Do, do Starman and Renato, <laughs> do they run the game? Wow. They must be very... Oh, they don't need any better. donations. No wonder they so much so better much. than we gave them credit for. <laughs> I just woke They're up. Really you good. guys were not nice. This is Starman, and I'm here with Renata <laughs> and World of Warcast, and we run the whole game now. <laughs> and this is Renata... <laughs> Talking yeah, to you about flattering. warriors. <laughs> All right, so imitation. We're never up on that show. Imitation is the most sincere <laughs> form of flattery. We love you guys. Show twenty-seven. The death of a relationship. <laughs> our allies have become our mortal enemies. <laughs> on the next. All step. because of a donation gone too far. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. 
right, so we've been off for like, what, a month and a half or so? Two months, six months, oh, something like so that. Relaxing. So let's. there's a bunch of stuff to talk about. We are over the top with how, how much stuff has been going on in the game. So we're going to go to uh, Kern Kutera first to tell, her, to tell you her big news, which changes the entire course of the cast of the history of Taverncast. Now, go. And, and, like lo, in MMO and lo, the sun did burn red, and the skies were black. And lo, Kern Kater turned 60. Woo-hoo! Actually, Kern Kater didn't turn 60. My Horde character turned 60, but... It was absolutely awesome. And I've got to tell you how it happened. Krinkater's horde name will not be divulged because she doesn't want your mail. <laughs> well, everybody knows that it's easily defined. But yeah. we've been working towards a, a pretty common goal on, our, on the pod people in our, our guild here. And everybody has been fantastic. I would be remiss if I started mentioning names of people that helped me level because everybody has done it and I don't want to miss anybody. So all of you who are out there who've helped me level... I love you, and I'm sorry that I'm going to forget your name. So just kind of take this as a blanket. Big, big hug for me. So we get to Winter Spring this past Friday, I think, just before our big guild event, and I'm I'm three bubbles of rested XP from 60. So I go and I turn in a couple quests to Cargath that I completed in LBRS the night before, and I'm flying there, and I meet up with um, a few members of our guild. We get to Winter Spring, and I'm I'm tagging them, and everybody else is burning them down. I'm getting XP. I'm getting like 700, 800, 650. You know, I'm getting really close. And so I want to find someplace nice to take this picture, because one of our guild members, Visrin, actually has been taking these really awesome pictures of people ding. I don't know how she does it. So She's psychic. She is psychic. <laughs> she and, has the gift. Of the inner eye. There's like an aura around her. She speaks her. to dead people. Exactly. She is, she is dead people. Awesome. She drinks snake bites. Uh, she's not a world. Anyway, so Crikey. so we get to... Bok, bok. Bok, bok. Crikey. She's Australian. So, so, we, get, so we get to... Uh, we get to um, some area in Winter Spring. It's like the Cave of Shadow Tooth or something like that. And it's, I don't even remember the name of it because I was so focused on, oh my God, this bar is like getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And, and I'm standing there and I'm, I'm ready. I've got my, I've got my camera in, in position. I've, I found a beautiful backdrop. I'm standing in front of trees in the background and there's this hue on the sky. And all of a sudden, you know out of nowhere. You should see my, my hands are above my head. I'm describing this landscape. And so I'm standing there and I've got the camera up and I've, I've, I've taken my interface out so I can get a great picture. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, to my left comes this flipping cougar. It starts attacking me, and everybody's <laughs> off, you know, trying to burn down their own mobs. And so I'm trying to hit this <laughs> thing to get it off of me. Exactly. And every time it hits me, there's this green stuff that's flying off to the right. You know, so it's not making a good picture. <laughs> so, so I'm sitting here, and and, you know, and they're killing things, and I'm seeing, you know, ding, like 300, you know, 600. I'm going, God, it's getting really, really close. I'm going, guys, it's less than 1,000. And so I turn around to whack this bear, and in mid-stripe, I go, boom. <laughs> and and I, I, I push the press to talk button, and I go, oh, shit, I dinged. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Not language, <laughs> and that doesn't make the show either. I didn't get, I didn't get a picture. I didn't get anything, and here's this dead thing lying in front of me. And I'm going, what do I do now? So you're gonna tell us that your computer crashed? No, but I, I do, yeah. I do have to tell you, I did loot it, and I'm keeping a long soft tail that I got as loot from my very last mob that caused me to turn sixty. So. Long soft tail. I'm keeping psh, it in my. Psh, 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 
Stop it! Get away! Get away! I'm trying shoo, to the, shoo. the, the nice game kitty. itself nice conspires kitty. to ruin Kern Kater's lore moment. Oh god! It was just it was just so it was it was funny. It was really funny. So we had a great time, dude. And, so th- uh, this is actually really is kind of a hallmark for you <laughs> on this show because I mean it's been. Well, it's 27 shows over a, over year. a year. By the way, this is this is past our anniversary. Our anniversary uh, happened while we were on summer break, but we've we've had a year of shows now, so it's been a, a full year mm-hmm. and multiple different characters and all that you've been rolling I feel like on. I only started the show three episodes God, ago. God, doesn't wow. time fly when you're having fun, Bill? <laughs> yeah, you did, and because you did, right. can you not talk while I'm talking? Thank you, Bill. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Read your contract. Bad shut Bill. up. So what? Uh, it's a big deal. So it I mean, is a big are, deal. are you happy that you're 60? I mean, because you you were really. I mean, to put it in perspective, she Krinkatera. She hit a point here where she was like, "I have. I don't want to do this anymore. Raids are occurring. I want to go. People are leaving me behind. I need to push, push, push." And she stopped at like 52 or so and started just blazing forward. You went through like a two week. 24-hour-a-day yeah, leveling were, marathon. Yeah, yeah, when I left on my, you know, the family vacation, it was like you were like 52 or 51 or something. I come back and you're 60. The big impetus for me was that um, a lot of the, well, all the officers in our guild are 60. This is kind of kind of on the back end that a lot of people don't see. We do a lot of preparation. Probably for every hour that I spend in the game, I probably spend three to four hours on the back end with the officers doing guild management and planning. I mean, we do a lot of stuff to make this guild work. And so I, I felt for the last couple months that I haven't really been able to talk about all the issues that we're discussing because I don't haven't experienced it firsthand. I've just been kind of going on what other people are saying, which is fine because I trust everybody's opinion, but I want to be able to add my own experience. And so I felt like I've been kind of kind of in the dark. The other part is too is that we had a big guild event this past week that I really wanted to take part in that was kind of a milestone, so I wanted to do that too. The most exciting thing I think about all of this is that now that I'm 60, what am I going to do? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back. I'm going to start doing the quests that I, I didn't do before. I'm going to walk around the areas that I couldn't walk around before and explore, and I'm going to help the lower levels get to 60 or to finish their quests because I really enjoy helping other people through all this because everybody has helped me so tremendously. I'm really going to start to enjoy the game again. Leveling the way that I did with everybody's help was really awesome, but it's not the way that I like to play, and I really didn't enjoy playing that way because it was just grind, 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 don't look at what you're doing, just hit this and I'll hit it behind you and just move on to the next one. Yeah, and you it was a much uh, slower uh, play style. Absolutely. And I don't mean slower like gimped. I mean slower like you really like to, you know, in taking the terrain and, mm-hmm. no, not her, but... yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I like to, I like to, to, to really take my time. So I'm, yeah, this is really exciting, and it actually gives me the, gives me the ability to do more with the game. Do you know what it really gives you the ability to do? The mm-hmm. badge you've earned at, at the moment you dinged. You can now go on the Rep official grinding. forums, our forums, or any communication and you have with any player in the game, and use the following phrase: "STFU noob." Yes. <laughs> yes. Repeat after me. <laughs> I Slash can set a macro up for it. <laughs> yes, I, I can now speak authoritatively. Eloy, what'd you do this week? Not this week. Not this week, what'd but I mean... What'd you do this month? What, yeah, what have you done? Um, you well, done? two things come to mind that are pretty pretty huge, and since they both have uh, like content-related stuff, I don't mind expanding on them a little bit because they're good for content stuff, like I said, with content. What's content? Stuff. Something we don't do. So, anyways... Um, Is it kind of uh, like... Oh, thank God. So I got my epic mount. That was uh, nice. that was a huge thing. I had um, when I was a paladin, I got all the way through the paladin epic mount quest, all the way up to the point where you have to go into Scala and actually complete the stupid thing. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, I was never able to get anyone who was willing to you know go through and finish the quest with me because they're like I, I literally had people say oh, it's too hard. 
And so I was hell-bent this time to try to get my epic mount, and I thought it would be a really cool thing. Now, I mean, honestly, it's debatable whether you even need an epic mount after you're 60. If you want the increase in travel speed, it's really cool. And, I mean, I like it PvP. for that. Yeah, but PvP, it's, it's huge. Yeah, if you're, like, Alterac Valley, it makes a huge difference. And it, the same thing in uh, Warsong Gulch. Too. Or Arathi, 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 huge, yeah. where you're trying to get to zerging different flags. Yeah. Basically, PvP altogether, uh, an epic mount is a good thing. Also, the uh, fishing extravaganza, you can't win the thing without an epic mount. And I know everybody cares <laughs> about that, but hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> That's the worst part. Good lord! <laughs> I need a thousand gold to win fishing extravaganza! <laughs> So the uh, the Warlock quest for the Epic Mount is a lot like the Paladin. In fact, one of the reasons I played the Warlock is because it was like the... It's almost like the, the weird class counterpart to the to the Paladin in, in, in the sense that all the cool sort of class-specific quests are already done for the Warlocks just the way they were for the Paladins, and I wanted to see all that material too. So, of course, I wanted to get the Warlock Epic Mount and go through all the quests, and it's a really fun run that takes you into Dire Maul West, uh, and you do this really cool quest... Uh, where just like thousands of imps come at you, and uh, you, you know, I have my buddy Bill there holding up all the candles and elements and crap that open up the doorway to bring the uh, the fell steed through, and it, it was really cool. So I'm really happy I've got my flaming steed now. Congratulations! We you know the shaman nice. quest to get their epic mount's really cool too. It's called you grind money and then you just <laughs> spend it. <laughs> Same thing for Rogue. You know, I really <laughs> this is something that I, I really think having done both of them now and seen all they the class quests, the they have to do it for all yeah, the classes. It's just but I'm sure it, they will at some point. It's great that they have them for those two classes, but p- other classes are missing out. And I, I, I mean, you guys really are missing out. It's some cool content. I know. It's just just grind. I mean, that's all. You, I mean. At least there's different ways to do it, but in the end, it's not that interesting. Well, and it's like a boss you know fight when you're raiding. When you get your mount, you're, the, the, the last battle to get the mount is, I mean, it's kind of, it's pretty epic. It's kind of a big deal, you know? And so when you make it through that, not only are you glad you made it through it, but you got something really cool out of it. So it, it makes mm-hmm. it a it makes it a good deal. And the fun thing about it is that it's almost like a bonding experience for the class. I mean, for the Warlocks specifically, doing that Dire Maul West run, a really good combination we found is to have three Warlocks, a healer, mm-hmm. and a tank. Hmm. And you can pretty much do the entire instance that way, and you've got, you know, the th- you're, if you're always taking three Warlocks, it's like at the end of it, you know, welcome to the club. And, you mm-hmm. know, if you've got, like, a in your guild, a Warlock channel set up and... It's um, it's almost like a fraternal sort of thing. Yeah, a few it's, weeks it's cool. after uh, I got mine, Bill and I went back and helped uh, one of our guildies, Senessa, where like get hers. And uh, yeah, you're right. It's a total. It's but see, that's how it is in our guild, though. A lot of the classes kind of it, it becomes together. like a club. Mm-hmm. And it may that be that way in other guilds. I don't know. So wubba, wubba, I like our Letterman's jackets mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> so and the other big thing that happened that I'll just touch on very briefly is. Uh, the guild finally got to a point where we were able to take on Hakar in Zalgurub, and that was a huge deal for us. We unfortunately did not down Hakar, but we got him to twenty percent, and that was that was we, with the amount of work and stuff we put into that. That was for me. That was kind of heartbreaking not to be able to get him down. But I'm I'm now past the point where I'm upset about it and renewed to go down him the next time we go in there. But man, that is that's a heck of a boss. You know, in the middle of that fight, uh, one of our guildies who wasn't in the run with us, Hackfleisch, whispered me, you know, how's Hakar going? And I think I wrote back to him, you know, rough or frustrating. Or I think it just said it was pretty rough. 
And he, he whispered back to me, you know, don't forget, if it were easy, it wouldn't be fun. That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that was very true. Yeah. It wasn't Absolutely very comforting true. at the time, but it was uh, it's, it's it was too bad there's such true. a fine line between fun and frustrating, though. Yeah, oh, totally. But then the payoff is that much better. Well, we'll talk a little bit more, too, about uh, our, our thoughts on these uh, big raid bosses and stuff in a little bit, because we have something else to talk about. But I'll yeah, wait until the others... Get to their things. So, Crowley, what'd you do this week? I went on vacation and I did a lot of work. I can't really say, think of anything I did other than what we're going to talk about a little bit later. So, I think I'll just pass. You're the only one that went on vacation, too, right? Yeah, I was actually gone for a week, and then the two weeks prior to that, I was just swamped with boring, real world type work. What'd you do, Bill? Yeah, the, all my thunder seems to have been stolen as well. I definitely did uh, a couple of those Dreadsteed quests, and those are, like we said, a lot of fun. Um, our stuff in ZG, as Eloy mentioned, we we did go against Hakar. We also took down the Panther, uh, believe it or not, for the first time. And the, the Panther boss in ZG was um, an interesting run. The, yeah, and we we hit her, you know, two or three times. I think we only had two tanks in the group, and it was later at night, and everyone was tired. That's the one where it, it was you, a, you have all the, like, Panthers coming from the two side rooms or whatever? Or am I thinking of a different exactly. boss? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, no, no, that's it. You've got these two pens on the side, and it spawns yeah. tons of Panthers, and the boss is in the middle, kind of vanishing periodically and, and one-shotting people when he unvanishes. Mm-hmm. A couple of months ago, it was, you know, tough as nails when we were already able to get it. Um, but then, you know, was it two weeks ago when we did the Hakar thing? Um, the night before Hakar, we went up against her, and, uh, you know, the first time we wiped, the second time we downed her. So that was nice. Um, nice. It was pretty, that, yeah, that was nice. It was very, very vindicated. One of these days when we get through ZG and we've actually killed Takara, we should come back and do a whole, you know, ZG thing. Like, how do you do it, and what is it, and where are the quests? And one of these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think, think we it's, well it's great. I mean, it's a really interesting instance, I think, and it's you know we'll talk about it more later. But yeah. honestly, it's tough as nails. Mm-hmm. I mean, that yeah. it is. Uh, it's only a twenty-man instance, but I think that makes it even that much more challenging. Mm-hmm. The bosses in there have multiple phases, and even the trash mobs, you know, you get tons of them at a time, but anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. So, well, Bill, <laughs> what else did, why don't you just go ahead else and did jump you do, right Bill? ahead of yourself and just go in, you, you head off the section then. You know, other than ZG, we, yes, we did, with the pod people, did their very first Molten Core run. Oh. There's the red, blue, okay, move forward. Warriors can go in and execute if we have any left. <laughs> funny. It's over. We got it. Nice. That was funny. I can't funny. believe it. Wicked. First wow. try. Oh, hell yes. Holy Everybody fuck. Has- <laughs> They're all dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. Oh, yeah. Great job, guys. Oh, curse, curse, curse. Unbelievable. Guys, it's coming right now. Unreal. Job, guys. Unreal. That's wow. awesome, guys. Awesome. Five people One rock. shot. I have to say that you guys are better than any raiding guild I have ever seen. Being able to do that your first time. It's because we don't go into real raid instances. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Molten Core was an interesting thing for me because I had never been there, and I'd certainly have been level sixty way long enough to have gone with you know pickup groups or you know doing alliances. But the nature of our guild is, is certainly you guys know, and, and many of our listeners probably know as well. But 
basically the by and far the large, large, large majority of people that are in her guild um, had to roll up new characters. Mm-hmm. They started at level one and they had to level all the way to sixty and then get all their gear and then and then do what we're doing now. And so it's been a very long process. Having that all culminate to the point where we had I mean, we, we've got well in excess of 40 level 60s. Mm-hmm. I think we've probably got 60 or 70. Right. But it's a matter of getting all those 60s on at the same time and getting everybody scheduled and getting a momentum down. So we had, we had this thing scheduled for about a month, everybody getting prepared. You know, everybody's building up to this, doing their Hydraxian Waterlord quests and, you know, just really getting geared up and focused in. And the night finally came. And, and we, the server uh, crashed. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> we all zone in, you know, and, and we've got first time seeing 40 pod people in a giant raid. I mean, we've done it before, you know, running around doing shenanigans, you know, PvP shenanigans on the server. But nothing like a real focused event where everybody's 60, everybody's focused. Bill, what was your it was impressive. What was your impression when you first got into the instance and you saw all those names there? What were you what were you thinking about? I was just so impressed on how focused everyone yeah. was and how much fun everyone had. Yeah. Because it's it's hard I think to come by those two qualities oftentimes they almost seem to be mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. I mean you can we had music going in the background, you know, and 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 people would joke every so often, but it was a very very focused event where everyone was really pulling their own way. Okay, now the first it thing people who are listening who have done this before are going to are going to think is, okay, so you've got so this you casual wiped on the first two. Yeah, you wiped on the first two things. <laughs> you guys goal, didn't right? do so well. It was kind of a nightmare of a yeah. night. Yay for your casual thing, but uh, you, guys you know, suck. you guys uh, suck, uh, noobs, do, STFU. So, PPQ. Bill, what happened? Yeah, lay it out for us, Bill. The officers had taken bets over under how far we would actually get. <laughs> I mean, we kind of yeah, we're just going to test out the waters because anytime you try something new, it's always new, and you're not going to be as good. So we get up to the two molten lava giants, the two you know big old guys, and everybody's very nervous. People are you know whispering, "Oh, I've got I'm all sweaty hands," and you know I'm like, "Those are the first two mobs, too." Yeah, everybody's very nervous about this thing. We we have we you know we've got one tank, we've got an off tank hitting one of the mobs, we've got our main tank hitting the other. We're waiting for aggro to build up. He seems to be doing well. We say, "Okay, everybody attack! Everybody attacks!" And we kill the first guy, and then we say, "Okay, everybody killed the second guy, killed the second guy." That was it. Yeah. They were done. <laughs> yeah, Man. like within a minute or two, yeah. they were both dead. So then we said, uh, "All right, well that was tough, but wait till we get to the next guy." This happened you know, after every we pull. Well, this is great, but wait till we get to the fire lords. Yeah, uh, well, well this is nothing, but wait till we get to the surgers. Oh uh, well, we're okay now, but wait till we get to the imps. Core hounds. Imp cave, imp cave. I mean, we just AOE'd the whole thing. We AOE'd the you know one group of imps, and even our raid leader was like, "Okay, now this is where it's going to get hard. The imps are pretty tough, and you know, don't worry if we have two or three people die in this, but we'll we'll probably be fine." No one died. Yeah, we killed <laughs> all the imps. So then like you know, twenty seconds. I, I don't think I, I even get did two off. hellfires. Yeah, I was trying yeah. to. I was they thinking I was going to have to he- help heal the the warlocks and the AOEers, and I never even got a spell off. It was over before my We did the surger. Cast. We did the next impact. We got we we went through the through the cave. We saw our first corehound pack. I mean, I think we had six warriors in the group. Each warrior took one of those guys, brought him into a tight circle. We AOE'd them down. Done. No problem. Yep. Very simple. Next. Then we no one died. Next. So then we had Lucifron, and 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 Lucifron. The Lucifron fight, you know, went very well. We off tanked the two his two little buddies, brought those guys down. Lucifron did his, uh, you know, periodic um, cursing thing, and the cursing I think it took people off 
stride. And I'd say at about when Elucifron was down to half health, more than half the par- half the raid was wiped. We probably had mm, 15 people left yep. downed. Lucifron, the 15 people that we had one tank left, one tank, and, and the rest of the people in the raid killed yep. them. Down. Lucifron, <laughs> down. Yep. First nice. try. First yep. try. Yep. yep. We looted the guy. All right, That's guys. So damn impressive, guys. Druids. Nice. Woo! Awesome. One of our raid leaders had not won an epic oh, yeah. in a very <laughs> long time because he keeps passing on it. And so everyone said, well, it was a druid we'll roll item. on this. Yeah. So all yeah, the druids druid were like, well, well, we'll just pass and let him have it. Yeah, well, everyone's <laughs> like, we're going to... And he and he threw a fit. He said, you know, no, there's no way I'm going to do this. I'm not going to be... I don't want anything given to me. I'm, I'll roll on it. Everyone should have a fair chance on it. Awesome. I think they all just want something. <laughs> I think they all They're might alive. have. And if the Allah takes that, that means the rest of us can start uh, taking stuff, right? That would be an excellent start. I second that. Yeah, I'll give it a third. Alright, let's have needs roll or pass, whatever you want to do. Come on, Druids, don't be shy. My roll's for Fae. It's about time. Damn it, I'm not rolling anything if I don't see rolls from other Druids. I'm not going to take this because it's being given to me. I'll take it because I rolled for it and won it. Alright, you heard the man. All the Druids roll. Roll away! Yes! You better take that! That is awesome. Congratulations, Sam. Best awesome guilt ever. So he rolls 100. Everyone rolls like girls 100. Let me interject here and make sure that everybody understands. We, we, the only thing we got in that whole time is people arguing over who should get what purple item that dropped. Well, people arguing they, to, they, they, to give it to somebody. To give it to somebody, to give it to somebody to else. It, yeah. Dear Tavern Cast, just wait until you get to Ragnaros and Twin Yeah, let's and... just Yeah, let's just put that out there, too, because we know what you're going to say. These people that have this experience with their, with their guilds don't have the same guild culture that we do. We are very, very lucky. But just, you know, when we tell you we got a different system and it's working, you got to trust us a little bit here. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. There is another way. Not but me. anyways, Bill. I'm quitting because I didn't get any items. Finish the story. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so, yeah, so it was a nice night. We had down Lucifron, and that was, uh, it was great. But wait, there's more. <laughs> so then we went on. And we we did the next bunch of core pack counts, you know, the five guys in a group. And really, it was, I w- in the back of my mind, I'm going, this is going very slowly. We're waiting for, you know, groups to, you know, p- things to move around. It, it Nowhere near the pace of some of the other stuff. Dude, the core hounds are like Eeyore. They're like, I'm a core hound. <laughs> I'm coming up the steps to so I can get some magro. Just so we had wait, the here I come, I'm a badass. And mind you, everybody is on pins and needles. We're like, okay, this is going to be hard. We're yeah. waiting for it to get hard. Waiting. Wh- when is it going to be Uber? When are we going to be dominated? When are we going to need to really bring the A game? Never happened. <laughs> we go up against the next, we go up against these core hound packs, group them all together, 
AOEM down. I mean, it was like instances by the numbers. We did about five more groups of those. Then we get up to Magmadar. And the tranquil shot that had dropped off of Lucifron, the hunters had rolled on it. One of the hunters in our group said he already had it. So I go, oh, that's great. The, our raid leader, who was uh, working on his warlock, switched over to his hunter, who actually had tranquil shot. So we thought, this is great. We're going to have three hunters in the group that have tranquil shot. That'll stop the rage when Magmadar goes nuts to try to calm him down so the tanks can tank him and everything will be good. Right. So we, we go against Magmadar. He does his thing. And it turns out that the one hunter who thought he had tranquil shot actually was thinking Wyvern sting and it wasn't um it wasn't the right obviously <laughs> completely different shot and so we ended up and so we were we're gonna blame that dead. person what's his name again actually it uh, wasn't really sad because that was the kind of thing we were always expecting to happen so it was, was like oh, okay first pull. yeah <laughs> so we're all dead and people are like well you know maybe we should just go farm trash mobs you know this is gonna be and we're like oh, wait a minute wait a minute yeah let's, <laughs> we, we can do this we now we know we only have two hunters let's just let's just do it that way instead yeah, let's look at what we've so accomplished like, okay. so far and let's just keep going yeah, everybody rezzed, everybody buffed up, we started playing the chicken dance. So now we're focused, we've got our crazy antics done with, we focus on Magmadar, we attack him, the tranquil shots go off seamlessly, the tanky tanks, I think we had two people die, Magmadar, dead. On hoof, please. Hoof's dead. Heels on Sam, heels on Sam. Tuscan fires. Very nice. Heels on Sam. Firing mine. Tuscan, you're next. Doesn't sound fixed. Ready. Here's coming. 32%. Firing mine too. Tuscan, you're next again. Cool, it's fired. Nice job. 20%. 19. Warriors execute. Tuscan, that's you. Very nice. 15%. Pike, you could use an innervate, please. Firing mine, Trank. 8%. Four down. 5%. Thank you. 2%. More people alive than Lucifer. We Two tries. Dead. And then our, and our raid times, which are very short, they usually are about three hours, expired, and we're like, okay, let's go to bed. This is great. <laughs> right. It was, it was absolutely the most cohesive group that I have played with. Everybody listened. Everybody followed direction. Everybody knew their class and knew their abilities, and and people asked questions and were respectful. It was just, it was just ideal. Having done Molten Core a couple times myself, um, it's not that easy, or at least in my experience, it wasn't that easy. So I was one of the people who was betting that, you know, okay, we're gonna we're gonna wipe the whole party's gonna wipe on the Lava Giants. We'll wipe on the first Core Hound. We're gonna wipe two or three times at the Imp Cave. Then we'll get to Lucifron, and we'll wipe a couple times before maybe getting him down. That was how good I thought we'd be. I honestly figured that even though we've been going to ZG and doing really good in there, that the Molten Core is significantly harder. It always has been, and it, it's going to be a mess. But it's not. I, I, I was so I'm I was in shock, in absolute shock, when we were not wiping. We got to Lucifron in under an hour. 
yeah. in 50 minutes. Taking now, it very slowly, too. Look, guys, I mean, I know that there are guilds out there that are doing this a lot faster. But you have to understand, this was our first time there. It was a 40-man raid group, which is something we've never done. We have brand new 60s that just turned 60, some of them that day, in green and blue armor. None of them have their set pieces. Some of them don't even have, you know, incredible elite raiding skills because they hardly raid it. And they go into the core, (laughs) and in 50 minutes we get to Lucifron, and in the first try we kill the guy. I, I honestly, I I have never been more shocked. And and what that did is that called into question. Everything I've ever thought about Molten Core, and what it does is it makes me look at Zalgura, which we've been pummeling through, and that has got some really difficult boss encounters. So the trash mobs are, you know, they're they're doable. They're so-so. I don't, I don't really think there's any issue with the trash mobs. But Even in, they are trickier, though, than the... Well, maybe. I don't know. They seem about the same to me. Yeah. But the bosses in Zalgura, by and large, by the Far time you get to bat and up... They're really hard. But you yeah. look at Lucifron and Magmadar, those two guys, they're nothing. The they're like, they're nothing. It was unreal how be- how worthless they were as far as bosses. So, I'll, I'll even say Lucifron and Magmadar were easier. Let's see, they were easier than Tiger. Easier than they were bat. easier than Panther, I'd say. Oh, they're probably than easier bat, than yeah. Spider. Definitely well, easier than bat. And, you know, Magmadar is easier than the, uh, than the bat. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Because the AoE bat bombs, much harder to deal yep. with than the Magmadar, you know, spitting well, up plus, fire. And then Magmadar doesn't go through different phases and nope. massive heals and all that stuff they have, you know, problems with in ZG. I, I was just going to say, I went in thinking, okay, this is going to be, like, twice as hard as ZG, and mm-hmm. we're going to wipe a lot. It was, I was just sitting here thinking, this is it? Yeah. You know, this is this is the big molten core. Let's go to Nax now. But see, but see in, in my experience doing this though, as a first timer going to molten core over a year and a half or so ago, I mean, it was taking us five minutes yeah. or more to down the giants and the corehounds, and the lava surgers were destroying us. I mean, because well, those guys have crazy knockback and they're throwing people into the lava left and right. Yeah, yeah. I, don't I think mean, we had that happen the entire time. No, not at all. And and I was just, you, you know, I think you, look, you got a combination there of good raid leadership and quality players who maybe have come from other servers and are in the pod people, et cetera, and so forth. But, I mean, I think also the fact that people may be selling ZG short as a training group. Well, I th- yeah. Because I think, I think that place is a lot and harder. Equipment. Now, I'm very, I, I am still really somewhat pessimistic, I think, about what we're going to find later on in MC. Because from uh, Geddon, Baron Geddon on... Uh, and I, I've never personally even seen Ragnaros. I got that far, but I never saw Ragnaros. So I don't know what Ragnaros is like. But up to Ragnaros, I've seen. And Baron Geddon forward is a complex, complicated, high damage fight. Uh, on part of anything we've seen in ZG, and it, from my better. opinion, from past perspective, it's harder. But then again, my opinion on the Molten Core from past perspective was yeah. is that it was a nightmarish, even on the trash mobs in comparison. And it wasn't coming at it with fresh eyes two years later. This is what I would expect. I mean, when we do... The first time we did Tiger in ZG, we we encountered the Tiger and we're trying to figure out how it works. And it probably took us two hours to, to down the Tiger the very first time. And it, you know, after a lot of wipes, you're dealing with, you know, how do you how do you deal with the three of them and coordinating, trying to get all three bosses down at once. And then all of a sudden he goes into phase two and he's got this huge knockback. I would expect that kind of the latter bosses of Molten Core are going to be like that. Like they're going to have multiple, you know, they're just going to be 
tough and advanced, and you've got to figure out your way at, at you know at that kind of level. I think they're worse. And I think they're all Hakkar level and up. But but then again, I could be wrong. Like I said, yeah, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll see. And I can't wait to institute a DKP system to handle all the. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, that was actually the other big thing. Every time that I've been into the core or any other high level raid thing before now, it's always been silent on vent. Nobody speaks. Everybody brings their A game. If you screw up, there's great turmoil and outcrying in the group. Uh, when loot drops, there's in, if there's not infighting, it's because they have a DKP system, and at least that stabilizes the situation so people can roll. But we did nothing different. We were running Molten Core like we were running the Scarlet Monastery. Exactly. Exactly. We were random rolling on stuff that dropped. We were goofing around. We were playing music. We were doing chicken dances. We were doing crazy emotes. We were laughing about stuff. You know, we I'll have to tell you guys, I mean, the criticism that we got when we talked about DKP was just wait until you get into the core and up because when the high-level epics start dropping, you guys are going to notice that people won't be able to restrain themselves and that it's going to be a nightmare. Mm -hmm. And to be completely honest with you all, we had that concern too. And it, it, I think it's a legitimate concern because, you know, it, it, money changes people. That's basically what it is. And yeah. in this game, it's, you know, materialism changes people. So Fake materialism, but we, yeah. we didn't have it. <laughs> what we had, again, was the same thing we've always had, which is arguments over who should roll based on, I don't want it, you should take it. Yep. So I don't know what uh, that, Wait till you, you know? get to AQ40. Yeah. AQ40 is going to have to have. Yeah. We must have DKP by AQ40. I, I do want to, from a from a, a first-timer perspective, someone who turned 60 that day. And <laughs> Welcome to 60. Exactly. That day. Yeah. <laughs> that was your first. The pod people, before. your hardcore rating guild. Yeah, that you was, had been to ZG once, I'd right? been to, Z, to ZG That's once, right, and I was absolutely overwhelmed and frustrated and in tears during ZG yeah. because I had absolutely I no idea... You know where I should be. Even even though leadership was really good there, I still felt like I did not know what I was doing, and I was absolutely frustrated beyond my out of my mind. The difference with the Molten Core run, though, was that our leadership was so solid that for someone who was new, the way that things were explained, it was done calmly. It was done with a lot of experience. It was done clearly. We were asked if we had any questions, and questions were um, were answered appropriately and concisely. There were clear directions during the fight, and that that's just to speak to leadership alone. And then if you talk about the rest of the, the raid, everyone was respectful. No one was getting frustrated. Everybody was working together. It's, it is such an awesome, awesome thing for somebody who's new to have that kind of amazing direction and that kind of teamwork with everyone else to be able to actually understand what your role is in the raid. It's a nice way to spend a Friday night. Absolutely. Bill and I were talking I about that uh, just the other day, what, what you said, and we wondered if, from a broader picture, you know, a lot of people's raiding experiences with real kind of a, a more harsh, direct, goal-driven leadership style. And I think that's really good and needed when you're trying to be really serious and down a boss. Um, and, it, you know, it's kind of like the when we took on Hakkar, basically, it was a lot more serious than what, how we usually do things. But we wondered if the more relaxed, casual, hey, it's okay if you make a mistake and fight the raid kind of kind of attitude actually allows people to relax, enjoy the game, and then bring a better game to the table than what they do when they're feeling stressed over either what they're doing or loot or that they're going to get screamed at for doing something wrong. I can't tell you the difference that it is. I see that in my job. I have a very high-stress job, and the more that... 
the more relaxed you are and the more lighthearted that you are about your environment gives you the ability to focus on what you need to focus on much more easily. So I'd, I'd have to I'd have to support that 100%. So look guys, we can only give you our our uh, our impressions as we go forward with this stuff. So we're not, you know, we're not telling you this is the end all be all, but we are telling you what we experienced. And uh, that is currently what we're experiencing and we're going to continue to fill you in as we uh, as we learn more. As we pawn more. Woot. Previously on the lore of Warcraft. Aishara, the night elf's beautiful and gifted queen, her servitors, whom she called the Kaldorai, or Highborn, doted on her every command and believed themselves to be greater than the rest of their brethren. The Highborn were secretly envied and disliked by the rest of the Night Elves. Sharing the priest's curiosity towards the Well of Eternity, Ashara ordered the Highborn to plumb its secrets and reveal its true purpose in the world. In time, they developed the ability to manipulate and control the Well's cosmic energy. The heedless Highborn had stumbled upon primitive magic. Ashara and her Highborn began to practice their spellcraft, with reckless abandon. Scenarius and many wise Night Elf scholars warned that only calamity would result. Even so, Ashara and her followers stubbornly continued to expand their burgeoning powers. As their powers grew, a distinct change came over Ashara and the Highborn. A young scholar named Malfurion Stormrage began to suspect that a terrible power was corrupting the Highborn and his beloved queen. Although he could not conceive of the evil that was to come, he knew that the Night Elves' lives would soon be changed forever. The Lord of Warcraft. Highborn's reckless use of magic sent ripples of energy spiraling out from the Well of Eternity and into the Great Dark Beyond. The streaming ripples of energy were felt by terrible alien minds. Sargeras, the great enemy of all life, the destroyer of worlds, felt the potent ripples and was drawn to their distant point of origin. Spying the primordial world of Azeroth and sensing the limitless energies of the Well of Eternity, Sargeras was consumed by an insatiable hunger. The great dark god of the nameless void resolved to destroy the fledgling world 
and claim its energies as his own. Sargeras gathered his vast, burning legion and made his way towards the unsuspecting world of Azeroth. The legion was comprised of a million screaming demons, all ripped from the far corners of the universe. And the demons hungered for conquest. Sargeras' lieutenants, Archimond the Defiler and Manoroth the Destructor, prepared their infernal minions to strike. Queen Ashara, overwhelmed by the terrible ecstasy of her magic, fell victim to Sargeras' undeniable power and agreed to grant him entrance to her world. Even her highborn servitors gave themselves over to magic's inevitable corruption and began to worship Sargeras as their god. To show their alliance to the Legion, the Highborn aided their queen in opening a vast, swirling portal within the depths of the Well of Eternity. Once all his preparations had been made, Sargeras began his catastrophic invasion of Azeroth. The warrior demons of the Burning Legion stormed into the world through the Well of Eternity and laid siege to the Night Elves' sleeping cities. Led by Archimond and Manoroth, the Legion swarmed over the lands of Kalinor, leaving only ash and sorrow in its wake. The demon warlocks called down searing infernos that crashed like hellish meteors into the graceful spires of Kalimdor's temples. A band of burning, bloodletting killers known as the Doomguard marched across Kalimdor's fields, slaughtering everyone in their path. <laughs> Packs of wild, demonic felhounds ravaged the countryside unopposed. Though the brave Kaldori warriors rushed to defend their ancient homeland, they were forced to give ground inch by inch before the fury of the Legion's onslaught. It fell to Malfurion Stormrage to find help for his beleaguered people. Stormrage, whose own brother Illidan, 
practiced the highborn's magics, was incensed by the growing corruption amongst the upper class, convincing Illidan to forsake his dangerous obsession. Malfurion set out to find Cenarius and muster a resistance force. The beautiful young princess, Tyrand, agreed to accompany the brothers in the name of Elune. Though Malfurion and Illidan shared a love for the idealistic princess, Tyran's heart belonged to Malfurion alone. Illidan resented his brother's budding romance with Tyran, but knew that his heartache was nothing compared to the pain of his magical addiction. Illidan, who had grown dependent on magic's empowering energies, struggled to keep control of his nearly overwhelming hunger to tap the well's energies once again. However, with Tyran's patient support, he was able to restrain himself and help his brother find the reclusive demigod, Cenarius. Cenarius, who dwelt within the sacred moonglades of the distant Mount Hyjal, agreed to help the night elves by finding the ancient dragons and enlisting their aid. The dragons, led by the great red leviathan, Alexstrasza, agreed to send their mighty flights to engage the demons and their infernal masters. Proceed to the next page and wait there. If for any reason the recording malfunctions or fails, please wait patiently, and a customer service technician will respond in the order your malfunction notice was received. Please do not set yourself on fire.
thank you for your purchase of this Taverncast product, and we wish you many hours of happy adventuring. And if you draw your attention to the right side of the bus, you'll see Tire Mall East. That's right, kids. That's where we're headed, into the heart of darkness itself. Yeah! My dad says that place is for noobs. Well, Billy, for the new adventurer and those looking for great fun and gear, Diabolis can be quite the challenge. But don't take my word for it. Let's let our tavern cast tour guys do it for us. You smell funny. Guys and gal, take it away. Well, there's sort of, there's elves in DM West, there's ogres in DM North, and there's a bunch of living plants and demons in DM East. Just FYI for the show, say, if you have anything meaningful to say, and it trumps anything we already know, just don't say it, because we have to be the ones who are right. Because <laughs> we're always right, even when we're not oh, I, I beg your, I beg your pardon. Dire Mall is full of uh, trolls. Actually, that's wrong, Thay. I think it's full of ogres. Thanks for playing. <laughs> so this week we entered Dire Mall. And Dire Mall is set up as north, east, and west. And it's you can tell the differences between the different wings because it's you when you enter, you go through a few uh, ogre packs and some dogs roaming around. But as you go into the, the mall proper, into really a plaza... You'll notice right away that there's a, a coliseum or a pit that's in the center and a, and of the a Starbucks in an <laughs> arena. Yeah, they're building a Starbucks. The mall proper it hasn't quite there's a Starbucks the, coming in. Right, a Macy's Julius at the corner. A Panda Express. The food court. Yeah, yeah, the the food court's coming in next week. Yeah, it'll be nice. All the Gordock ogres are hanging at the Panda Express. <laughs> you want right to go out to Sam the mall Goody's? on Friday night? The sure. golf are all on hot topic. Let's go to Sam Goody's. They have the new Paris Hilton song. Paris Hilton song. <laughs> Good lord. Only an ogre would like star. that. So in the middle of Dire Mall Plaza, you'll see the pit or the arena. And often there will be, I think every couple hours, you've got a different boss that spawns there, much like Stranglethorn Vale's arena, where you jump in there and you go, you get flagged for PvP, and that can be a source of a lot of fun. But that's not where we stopped this week. This week we made an immediate right and headed to the east for Dire Mall East. <laughs> Uh, I thought we were doing east. You are. are doing you guys are going the wrong way. So why are we over at west? I don't know. I was following Good Bill. Question. <laughs> Let's go to East Side Mall. They have Apple Store there. JC East Side. And before I go to the East Side, <laughs> I'm just wondering what the hell is going on in the East Side. Golly, Dire Mall East sounds like the bee's knees. But there's so much more to these adventures than meets the eye. I believe Admiral Stockdale said it best when he said, Who am I, and why am I here? Let's listen in and get a sense for the lore and background of Dire Mall East. What is it, and why is it there? Built 12,000 years ago by a covert sect of night elf sorcerers, the ancient city of Eldrith Alas was used to protect Queen Ashara's most prized arcane secrets. Though it was ravaged by the great sundering of the world, much of the wondrous city still stands as the imposing 
Dyer Mall. The ruin's three distinct districts have been overrun by all manner of creatures, especially the spectral highborn, foul satyr, and brutish ogres. Only the most daring party of adventurers can enter this broken city and face the ancient evils locked within its ancient vaults. The story behind Dire Mall East is that it's been taken over by an evil dude named Alzin the Wild Shaper. And he's a satyr. Also known as Bob. <laughs> Pronunciation Frank. to be determined. <laughs> he worked at the Starbucks until they shut it down. Hey, Frank, what are you doing today? I thought I'd take over Dire Mall East and convert my name to Alzin the Wild Shaper. Nice, nice. <laughs> cool, I was going to do that too. Hey, all right, good luck with that. Are we still on for bowling on Sunday? Yeah, of course, of course. I gotta go piss on this tree a little bit, but after that, I'm all yours. <laughs> after going to the bowling alley, he decided that he would corrupt the fruit of fertility tree. Which, once you get to the end of the instance, is a little twig behind him. But you'll find that out when you go there. So don't ruin it or anything. So, <laughs> yeah. so guess what so the fruit of fertility tree that was at the end of the instance used to be this huge, beautiful thing. But after all the time that he's been peeing on it, this guy's been spending there. Um, <laughs> it's now producing felvine shards, and he's corrupted all kinds of plant life with it too. Satyrs, mages, and demons to kind of twist all this stuff around. Because that's what satyrs do. They just screw everything they up. They twist. I mean, they really don't do anything worthwhile. They're not productive as a culture. They just pee on everything. Right. The, hey, Elzen, you haven't just... been corrupting enough stuff this week. Your quota's way down. Sorry, sir, I gotta corrupt some more. How about that? I'm all east. Yep, okay, that'll <laughs> qualify. Got to what, it. All the satyrs from Jersey or something? <laughs> they are. <laughs> By the way, guys, um, Taverncast, this is official lore. So anybody's asking, right. the satyrs, they pee on everything. They're all from Jersey. They're all from, Jersey. from Jersey. <laughs> That's <laughs> official. <laughs> Direct Don't believe us. Look it up. You want to argue all you want, but it ain't going to change. <laughs> That's bad. Yeah. Right. Canon is made here. What we don't oh, know yeah. is that Alzin the Wild Shaper is actually from Greater Hoboken. So that's the... <laughs> Which is why he's been banished into Dire Mall. Yeah, he spends his time between Dire Mall... Are you going to hang out at the Bada Bank? No, I thought I'd spend some time out at Dire Mall East. All right. Different strokes, <laughs> different folks. You dumb bastard Santa. <laughs> <laughs> So the the thing <laughs> the thing that you're going to notice as you're going through Diamond East to support this lore is that everything that you run into is actually wildlife and fauna that's been corrupted. And so you've got plants that are walking around that are spitting things at you. You've got huge uh, tree elementals that are going to be trying to stomp you. You've got those little mini tree guys that are going to walk at you. And then when you kill them, they're going to look around like they, they're going crazy and fall off to the mini side. Tree mini tree guys. <laughs> Watch out, Kern. It's the level Incoming. 56 elite mini tree guy. <laughs> ah, mini tree guys! <laughs> Watch Run. out, mini tree guys! AOE! <laughs> and then you're going to actually die by the mini tree guys and go, this sucks. I'm worse by than way, a mini tree guy. By the way, mini tree guy, that's official. <laughs> Take it to the bank. <laughs> when you get to Dire Mall, you will see mini tree word. guys. Many, many, many Over tree by the guys. Starbucks. Multiple mini tree guys. Here, here's what I want to know about about uh, Dire Mall. When it said in the original lore about uh, it was the holding place where Queen Ashara put all her 
special arcane hoobity hobs and books and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that that place then just got messed up in the sundering and what's the deal? Do well, we what know? happened is if, if Darmal is in Feralos, I actually don't know if we've actually said that yet. It's in Feralos and Feralos is not too far. It's actually on the coast. And if you look at the topography of it, why are you laughing at me? Uh, because I think you're the, probably the only person in the four million people that play World of Warcraft to look at the topography of Ashara. No, we're getting to Kern's panacea theory. Did uh, you let her go? <laughs> well, seriously, if you think, if you look at the map, the Well of Eternity, everything was built around that, and so when it exploded, it split the whole Night Elf civilization in half, sending half of it to Ashara and half of it to Feralos, and that's why you have all the stuff all along the coast. That's why you have all those. All the night elf looking stuff all over Feralos and all over Ashara because that was the center of their civilization. So the elves that you see wandering around through DM East, are those supposed to be leftover highborn? Because I know you see the, the spirits wandering around and those are supposed to be highborn spirits, like they were, you know, attached to the location and couldn't leave and their souls tormented forever. Well you see statues answer, yes. statues of like the elves are standing around. Yep, that's exactly what that is. That's that's left over from the sundering of the world from the very, very first night elf civilization that that tried to pull Sargeras through the Well of Eternity. See, do you know, okay, so here's the thing, right? So for, for future times when we, we go through these instances and stuff, this is why we do the lore. It's because most people go into these instances and they have no idea why they're there right. other than like, so oh my god, I saw this loot on ThoughtBot and that's why we got to go to DME, this, DMW. This is exactly what I'm talking about. This is exactly mm-hmm. what I think is interesting about these instances that we're running for loot is what the hell is going on? I mean, the story is kind of interesting. Why are we here? Exactly. So, Billy, when you tighten down the remaining flange, you'll see we have a shiny new hydraulic mineral press. Oh, hi there, and welcome back. Hope you've been enjoying yourself so far, because there's more to come. Let's now take a closer look at how you can build a winning adventure in Dire East with quests. Okay, so what quest do you guys have now? I have the Pusillan and Elder Aj Tordin. I've got the um <laughs> Oh that one. Can you can you can you pronounce what? that right, please? That was mispronounced. <laughs> you guys. The skeet skate skadoo diddly diddly doo It's Pusillan <laughs> and the Elder Azjordin. What do you have to do to complete it? Kill stuff. Kill Pusillan. <laughs> you kill stuff, you get stuff. You move on. Wait a minute, I don't understand. Bill, was your idea for this whole ongoing segment to actually inform people with something? (laughs) To give people a leg up about what kind of quest to go in there with and what to expect. I'm not going to give you a serious rundown on quests, but I I will tell you the ones that are in Dire Mall East and and just sort of some basics on them. There's two standalone quests that are just basically one-shot deals. There's one called Lethendris's Web. It's 57+. plus. It starts at either Feathermoon Stronghold or at Camp Mohashi, depending on, you know, if you're a horde or alliance. And it's pretty simple. You go in, you find the Blood Elf Mage Lethendris, and you kill her. See, this is like every quest in World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. Find something, 80% kill of them. them. Yeah. I think so, it's a he. That's why I never remember these quests. I think it's a chick. Why yeah. stuff like this is so important. There's no real difference. <laughs> wasn't Lethendris a girl? I think it was a dude. It was a girl with an uh, imp. Well, male or female, kill it. You know what? We were drinking, and you know, satyrs were peeing on bushes, and <laughs> there was so we killed it. Starbucks that's all I know. One time beer. I was at a bar, I made the mistake of a man. That's a different story altogether. You peed on him. <laughs> okay. 
second quest you can get um, is called. Try. We were goofing with this one all night. Pusillin and the elder. <laughs> How Arj could you Cordine. goof on Pusillin? What what could possibly be a joke? I have Pusillin? no idea. Well, you know, we're, okay. I mean, let's just run through the variations: Pusillin, 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 Penicillin. Penicillin. And the elder Ajtordine, Ajtordin, Ajtordine, Ajjetordina. This one starts at the Laris Pavilion in Ferla. Okay, so he's sitting in Ferlas on a Acropolis all by himself. It's this night elf dude sitting there. What the heck is his name? It doesn't even say his As name. Georgia. It doesn't matter. It's this dude. He's sitting by himself, and mm-hmm. he's all emo, and he's... Why he's out there by himself on this Acropolis? He just and what he does got there all really day. Bad job when they were handing out jobs at the Blizzard job. I'm fair. just saying, there's a lot of times <laughs> I go into these instances, and he's not in one. But there's a lot of times I see these people in the world. And I'm like, what are you doing, dude? You could be in the village. Okay. You're out yeah, here in an Acropolis. Pay, you know. Anyway, so he's out there on his own. You go. The, the pavilion is uh, is it just north of Camp Mahaji? Near Haji. Yeah, yeah, just north, north, north Camp Mahaji. Mahaji. So. It's it's right by uh, Dire Mall. It's on this little thing. He's at the center of it. You got to run up there and talk to him. And that'll get you the quest. And what you do is the quest sends you into Dire Mall East, and you locate the Imp Pusilin, Pusilin. And when you talk to him, he will run away from you very quickly, <laughs> like a smart mom. So what you need to do is chase him. Run as fast as you can after the imp, yeah. no matter where Don't he worry. goes. The mobs won't attack you. They just won't keep attack going. you at all. Just, just keep going. Whatever stay, happens. No, just stay. Dude, if you lose that imp, the yeah. whole thing resets. Yeah, you you, do it all over again. Here's the thing, though. If you, you crash level the server, yep. if the mobs trail you, it's People because characters. they're cheering you on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They want <laughs> they're you supporting to go to, you. They hate the It's imp. like a game. Yeah. I mean, you know how the, they're trying to be imps are. They're saying, go, go, go. The imps are Go, go, go. Dear Taverncast, where should I send my repair bill? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kern, there's your uh, little imp dude. Why don't you click on him and make him run away from you this time? Now, so whatever you do, at. don't let him run away this time. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. Don't chase him. Kern, chase him. Go. No, that's how... No, it's a, he said chase me. Go. Kern, run. Oh, my God. Run right now. We have to go right now. Wait, wait. No, I'm getting him. Watch out for the patrol. Oh, crap. I got aggro here. Sorry. <laughs> this quest, when you talk to the imp, he will run away from you, and he leads you on a little goose chase. So you, he'll run away. You'll catch up to him later on. You'll talk to him again. He'll run some more. And finally, he leads you to a point where he doesn't run from you anymore. Then he fights you. He goes to his elite form, Spoilers. and he has some non-elite little imp guards <laughs> in a place called the Hidden Reach, which is sort of halfway into the instance, and he fights you. Now, this guy, uh, along with some loot, he drops something called the Crescent Key, and the Crescent Key is kind of like the Scarlet Monastery keys. It gets you into the different wings. The Crescent Key opens up a bunch of doors, most notably to Dire Mall North and Dire Mall West. Uh, it also gets you out of the instance into this weird back way we found that goes back up to the Laris Pavilion. And the library, which is also in Dire Mall. So, so basically, basically, it opens all kinds of freaking doors awesome. inside it's like the, the instance. Monster. It gives you, the, it's like the fast pass to the instance. At Disney World. At Disney yeah. World. Yeah. Or get TM. The, get the Disneyland key, if you're on you the You can get Coast. in anywhere. And it's really easy to get. You just Disneyland kill the little empty. There's a chain quest that's kind of cool, too, called Shards of the Felvine. Now, Kern just talked about Shards of the Felvine. Those are the little shards that grow on the corrupted Satter Petri. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Not like a this petri dish, but a pea tree. A literal pea tree. <laughs> this one, uh, the, the quest starts with a quest called A Reliquary of Purity. It's th- These are level 60 quests, by the way. It's a little bit harder. 
and it starts at Rabin Saturna in Moonglade. It's a little druid enclave there. You got to travel to Solithus and retrieve the Reliquary of Purity. This the, the little book is the Reliquary, and it's located in the town of Southwind. That's the place where the you got like the night elf ghosts, and every time you kill them, they spawn a couple wasps when they're killed, and it's really annoying. So you get the Reliquary. That leads you to the next quest, which is called Shards of the Felvine, which takes you into Darmal East, and you have to kill the final boss there, which is Alzin, or Alzin the Windshaper, mm-hmm. which is I like his uh, record, yeah. Alvin and the Chipmunks. The P guy. <laughs> so just, just think, basically this is the deal. Go to Moonglade, get the quest, kill some night elf ghosts, get the book back, go kill the P guy. The P guy. guy. The P right. guy. The P guy and Darmal. Yeah, and he drops some uh, some neat stuff, and the quest turns in, and you get uh, either a shield with uh, 2106 armor, or Millie's Lexicon, which is an offhand caster item, uh, which has got some cool bonuses to both intellect and stamina, plus a mana rebuff, which is kind of neat. Hot. So those are the ones in Dire Mall East that you really should pay attention to. But throughout all of Dire Mall, and something you should start looking for within Dire Mall East, there's nine rare class-specific books that can drop off bosses and named NPCs there. And these are the ones you see on the auction house all the time. It's like Gift of the Wild, The Light and How to Swing It, Holy Baloney. Holy Baloney. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that. They're, they're little rare there. books. The books, when you get them, they start a little quest that sends you to the Dire Mall Library, which is, I think, in North... Uh, well, it can, it's linked north. between north and west, but the, there's a quick way to get there through north, which we'll discuss later. So anyways, the, the quest sends you to the, the Dire Mall Library where it's completed. There's nothing to do. You just turn it in. And the ro- reward is a really cool trinket called the Royal Seal of Eldrith Alas. And that gives you a fire resist bonus, which is really cool, and other bonuses specific to each class. And, I mean, I like mine. It's got some really great spell damage, and I have it equipped right now. So I think everybody's got some pretty cool little trinkets off of those books. Um, You can also get them up on the auction house. They're usually really cheap. And by cheap, I mean, like, I see Gift of the Wild, the Druin one up there for, like, a gold all the time. So if they don't drop for you when you're there, you might as well just go buy them. It probably fluctuates on servers, but I don't think they're that expensive. And they give you a really nice trinket. So (laughs) those are the quests in Dharma East. Cool. Awesome. Hey, that was riveting. I almost forgot to change my colostomy bag. Huh? Can I change seats? Well, I see to some personal matters. Why don't you check out the layout of Dire Mollies as the podcasters walk us through this treacherous hive of scum and villainy. Cromley, make me some mage water. Now. <laughs> you don't want shaman water, man. Dirty hippie water. Smells like asparagus. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, Dire Mall East, it's a really cool instance. It's a little instance. It's actually pretty small comparative to the other wings as well as other instances you're going to see around this level. Generally speaking, as you enter the instance from the traditional entry- entryway, as opposed to the pavilion that Eloy talked about earlier, you're going to enter a, a fairly large room. It's a two-level room that goes in a U. And so you're basically at that first level on the balcony. And pretty much you wind your way around that level. To the right, you're going to go into two levels of a, a very long stairwell. Those two levels have uh, demons in them. As you go down that stair level, then you get to the bottom floor and then onto the main boss. But from where you start, it starts out as the corrupted plants. You have very little, as we talked about earlier, these little plants that come in bunches. You can, you'll, you'll notice that there are some... Um, 
little pod seed thingies that are sitting that are scattered throughout. And if you click on those things, you'll end up getting a a seed. I forget the exact actual name of the seed. They look a lot like the things in Angoro that you yeah. click on. I think it's a thornling seed. Yeah, yeah that sounds right. right. Okay, so let's just say it's a thornling seed and Kern Katera knows exactly what she's talking about. <laughs> so you take the thornling seed and you're if you drop that thornling seed, it acts as a, a target dummy. All the little plants, and there's a lot of them, they'll all run over to that thornling seed and it pretty much builds aggro as well as it can, and you can burn them down with AoE. Other plants that you're going to see in there are these single big plants. They kind of come one at a time. They change colors. When they change different colors, they'll do different kinds of effects. So, for instance, blue will be frost, yellow is stunning attacks, that sort of thing. Then you're going to see trees. These are come in packs of three. They're kind of grayish in color. The cool thing about these guys is that they're dispellable, and they have a really cool death effect. So all you RPers out there like Kern are going to see that when you finally kill these guys, regardless how you end up killing them, they end up getting sliced in half, and then do this little <laughs> animation thing where they just die there, and it's kind of gratifying. It's like they can't believe they're They look dying. around, they're going, what? Yeah. I, I'm not supposed to... Uh, it's like the whole Darth... It's like uh, Darth Maul. Like, oh! And then they just die. You know, <laughs> Hence the split in half. I always thought it was a very Disney effect. It looks... Uh, it's really cool looking. It's funny. Mm-hmm. TM. <laughs> and if those trees weren't big enough for you, then you're going to hit these gigantic trees. And so for anybody that's familiar with Alliance side or played World of Warcraft, mm-hmm. or, or sorry, Warcraft 3, these big ancients of war, just giant trees that, that kind of walk around. And they're big, they're bad, you know, you have to kill them. Hey, what's down this hallway? Actually, I've never actually seen where this leads. Can we go check that out? One of us should go. I think they, they just went. did. Maybe that's why we can't hear him anymore. <laughs> he kicked him off the server. He's, He's like muted. in the alternate universe right now. <laughs> where everything that was good is now bad and everybody's got goatees. Oh, is it? I've got like a mustache. And sashes. Don't forget the sash I've got now. Right. <laughs> 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 Slash shoot <laughs> so then, as you make your way into the stairwell that I alluded to earlier, is when warlocks really come to shine. And I've always said that Dire Maul is a warlock instance because all of the wings, and so for instance, this Dire Maul East Wing, you're going to find demons. And demons are great for a warlock because not only can they be banished, but they can be enslaved. So for anybody that's specced into demonic sacrifice, you sacrifice your current pet, get a really nice buff, and then you get to get your own brand new demon without losing the buff. And the demons that come in this wing are in a few different shapes. You've got your rogue demon, your warlock demon, your warrior demon, um, and some casting types. The rogue demons are fun because they can do, you know, like the opening backstab um, shot that a lot of rogues do and incapacitate some of the other demons that you're attacking. So there is a lot of potential in this stairwell area for a whole heck of a lot of fun for warlocks <laughs> because we don't we there's just not a lot of opportunities in the game to to enslave demons to this effect and it's fun there's a big one that you're going to find as you get down to the the second level there's going to be a uh, a pool that's down there with a um, looks like a hydraxian water elemental kind of guy that's there and that's the area where mages if you have to turn in your your water quest to get the super good water to not incur the wrath of all your raid mates that's where you turn this one in. <laughs> so basically, you make your way down there and you turn it in right at that pool. But surrounding that pool 
are groups of demons with little imps. And these demons are larger than uh, some of the other ones you saw upstairs. These are very good enslavable demons because they do area of effect. And they also cast out a fireball, which by my count was doing about 800 damage a pop. So oh yeah, they, were, they were really nice. Wow. If you can enslave them, and, you know, as long as you can hold them, they're, they're definitely good to have. You just hope that they don't break while you're attacking another demon. So as you make your way out of that stairwell, you find yourself into the, that same room that you started out in, but now you're on the first floor. And this first floor is a zoo. There is stuff everywhere. Fortunately, there's a path that goes right up the center. Now, there's a couple of different strategies. Some people like to skirt the edges and try to attack as few mobs as possible and, and make your way through. We, however, being part of the pod people, went straight up the center. We have our own. <laughs> and don't mess around. We don't mess around. So the good thing about going up the center is right in the smack dab middle of the room is a big tree. That's a living tree, kind of a tree beard looking guy. And what you need to do is you talk to this guy and he says, blah bitty blue bitty blue and at the end of that conversation, he runs off and smashes down the door that's on the other side of the of the of that room. That door is locked and you can't otherwise get into it, so you need to do that little mini event. It is at that point that, you know, knowing that Kern being the RP expert, uh, really wanted to you know, feel immersed in the entire experience. So we certainly <laughs> said, "Go, Kern, why don't you go ahead and talk to Treebeard there, and you know, you can do the whole event and you know have a lot of fun." So she did, and he went through his whole speech, and you know, we're waiting. We know what's going to happen. He he runs off, and he has to go kill, break down that uh, door. But uh, I think we should have mentioned it beforehand because he <laughs> yeah. runs, he runs Maybe off, and Kern follows him. She's running like right behind him, trying to keep up with mobs. Yeah. There's a patrol <laughs> of six of these little trees that come from the right. To, I mean, they're hauling. These guys are moving super fast, right into her. Hello, she she <laughs> aggroes all six of them. We, of course, coming to her rescue, run in the middle and AOE fear all six mobs. They all go running in massive directions, <laughs> pulling, I mean, the tree, the amount of mobs that we pulled. It, Eloy and I are chain-fearing these guys. It, we must have oh, had... And we're not chain-fearing in a good way like we described the last show. No. Not in a we're controlled just, way. We're just fearing everything. Just everything. <laughs> Without control. Oh, so before we knew it, we had like, what, 50? 30 mobs right. on us? <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> That's definitely the best way to do it. Yeah, and then we just AOE'd everything and killed it all in pwned. Not. <laughs> Not. Not so much now. No, we got we oh. got owned. Okay, so you can, Siobhan, you can talk so to So this guy's here. like I a mean, big lawyer, Barky. So oh, I'm Clark coming, Kern's I'm coming. probably going to want to talk to him. Whee! Talk so to if I talk to him, is he going to run away? Yes. Yep. Dude, don't walk away. Come on. I didn't oh. click on anything. Oh, oh boy. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, wow. Oh my! That's goodness. a whole lot of elementals. <laughs> uh, we didn't have a soul stone on her, did we? <laughs> this is just a lot. <laughs> so many mobs. <laughs> he was talking to me, and then he just started walking away, and I was trying to chase him to talk to him. <laughs> he wouldn't stop walking. <laughs> it's like the whole room. <laughs> oh my god! If you're gonna wipe, wipe in a big way. Kern, what the hell did you say to the big tree? 
No, that's what it was. I was sitting there, I was talking to him, I and I went to, I took, my, picked up my pen to write down his name, and he turns around and starts running away from me. So I wanted to go click on him again to have him talk to me some more. And, <laughs> 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 and I killed everybody. Oh, God. I got up to the guy and, and you said, yeah, go up and talk to him. So I did and I started, you know, I was reading what he was talking about and I'm trying to listen to what you guys are saying on Bent. And Many eons ago that our forefathers, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. You gotta go. He's talking and there's a thing to click and so I'm like, okay, well, he's going to continue with the story and click it and he says something else and so I'm sitting there and I'm reading and all of a sudden it's gone and he's running off I'm like, but... Uh, Wait! And so I start running after him, and then uh, then we just got boned. Yeah. By the way, can I give everyone a neat tip about uh, something I learned in Dire Mall that's fun to do if you're a warlock? Uh, or if you're any caster that has a wand? If you if you fear the little rats that are in there, or the little mini-trees, or if you wand the, the little rats or little mini-trees, there's a very good chance you'll actually aggro mobs. And I had never thought that was possible. I always thought that was just something that wouldn't happen, and we ended up actually doing that at one point. We, we aggroed a whole set of mobs and wiped all of us because I wanded a, a rat. But, having said all that, it's really fun <laughs> to fear and wand the little animals in there. So, for an ad added bit of fun, you know, if you're getting a little bored, it's getting on, fear the little animals, because it's fun. So we're all fear laying the there dead. How how did we pull that other, that what group the over there? there? How did that even... There? Eloy hit a rat. Yeah. Well, like Bill says, it's a warlock's <laughs> instance, so the best thing to do is just blame the other warlock. Right. Eloy's <laughs> fault. He feared the rat. Well, that room that you were talking about, Bill, though, is really, really pretty. I mean, it it was really frustrating that, that there were so many mobs there because I really wanted to look around and get a good look at it because the art, again, the art was just so beautiful. I mean, the idea that this this wing has been overrun by, like, corrupted plant life really hits home at that bottom level because it's absolutely it's really just like you know an evil forest of bad guys that's that's all over the place in there so it is cool i think it's one of the neater places in dire mall once you res yourself and get back up you go over to the other side of the room and you notice that the tree beard is knocked down the door there you go through the door and you're in the final room this room is a two-tiered room that it kind of has a ramp. You can either go left or right, but whichever way you go, you're going to end up at the same place, which is the bottom of the room, and in the plaza for where for Alvin the chipmunk is waiting for you. I mean, Alvin the pea treer. <laughs> the pea guy. The, the pea guy. tree peer. Yeah, he, tree he's waiting tree for you. Tree peer, yeah. So one, and, and along that ramp, though, of course, are the big giant tree guys. Now, you can go ahead and attack each of these guys one by one, or you can run straight ahead, and there's a little ramp. It's kind of like a... Um, mantle, like, you know, down a staircase, and you just jump on that ledge, mantle, you know, whatever it is. And if you're able to run down there, you're able to stay outside of the aggro radius of the big giant trees to save yourself a lot of time. There's like a balcony, or uh, like a banister. Yeah, like a ban, exactly. So if you slide down the banister, as it were, um, <laughs> you get down to the end, and you, you, you're now facing the main big boss. And slide down on your boots, though, and not on your trousers, because sometimes the Alvin, splinters. the pea guy, you know, he wanders, and you don't yeah, need any of that. Yeah, he does his thing in other places. Pees in other places. And, Corrupts you know, things. So, you don't want corrupted trousers. There's a few <laughs> There's a few patches of mobs around the, the big guy, and you kill... Once you're done killing all them, and you end up killing the big bad guy, there is a door that's behind him there, I think. Or a passageway, rather. And you just go mm -hmm. straight throughout the back there, and you 
you you run to the end of that tunnel outside of the instance, and there's a trap door and a hole in the floor. And if you drop down in that hole in the floor, you'll end up, I believe, right outside of the pit area, the arena that's at the very mm-hmm. beginning of the instance. And that's pretty much your way out. It's a one-way door, so if you go out that way, you can't get back in. So just be careful if that you've gotten you you have everything you need to have before you leave. Jeepers! It sounds like there's some scary creatures in there. And those are only the trash mobs. Next up, let's listen in to the bosses you'll find and some tips on beating them. Four bosses mentioned. So the first one is Lethendris, which is the male-female blood elf mage. We weren't sure which. Actually, according to WoW Wiki, this is a soloable boss, which... I would believe it. She wasn't much. Yeah, we, we... I mean... It was didn't seem any higher than the, those big trees for the trash mobs. She has is that the one that has the little imp following her around? Yes. This, yes. So that one is she's located in that in kind of the stairwell down. Instead of taking the stairwell down, there's like a little stairs upstairs. You just run up and kill her. So then the, the next one is that water elemental hydro spawn, which is in that that pool of water. You said that the mages have to go there for the mage quest. You know, the, here's what. Here's what strikes me about Hydro Spawn. All the other water elementals, you know, they got names. It's like, you know, Chizak the Water Devourer. Lord Hydraxis. Hydraxis the Kizilak Water Evil Guy. Then you've got Hydro, Hydro Spawn. Spawn. I think he's related to you, Bill. It's like they couldn't come up with a name. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, Are you saying I couldn't come up water. with a name? Hi, no. my name is Spawn, and I'm a Hydro. So I'll call myself Hydro Spawn. <laughs> No, you've got Infernal Spawn, so he's Spawn of I think he's like the Water Elemental superhero. He's Hydro Spawn. He's Hydro Spawn. Well, he's not a very good superhero because we toast him pretty (laughs) good. Who are you? I'm Hydro Spawn. I'm telling you. And then you kill my father. A lot of these are straightforward simply yeah, because all... the levels involved in the in the well, uh, in the instance. Yeah, really. we were we were kind of out leveled for the instance. Like you said, it's a fifty-five ish instance, and we were what four sixties and a fifty-nine at that point, or were you fifty-eight at that point? So I think it was these are going to be pretty challenging though for people who are. Yeah, if you were coming right in level. the mid fifties, these would be a lot. Tougher. Well, you definitely. Yeah. I mean, seems... the fir- the, fir- the fir- these are the first two bosses. So the first boss, you've got to remember that you're fighting two guys. You've got the blood elf and you've got the imp. And it's kind of a super imp. He's not like a little dinky guy. But up to that point, you've been dealing with multiple spawns with the trees that are running around. So it shouldn't be mm-hmm. too bad. You know, if, especially if you have a warlock, you can banish that imp. But you're right there. With yeah. Hydro Spawn, it's just one guy. So yeah, I don't remember anything. Him hitting. I remember fighting him, right. but I don't remember him doing anything specific. So. I've, maybe it's just the fact that I'm just now getting to run with you guys. But it, it's, it was really, I can't tell you how helpful it was to have the banish ability. The crowd control really is important here. It really is an important part of the strategy with all these extra mobs. So, cool. The next one I have here is uh, Zevrin Thornhoof, which is the sadder guy that will occasionally sacrifice people. Didn't he uh, invent the warp drive? Oh, no, that's Zevrin Cochran. <laughs> Zevrin Cochran. Close. Uh, sorry. Close. Johnny Cochran. The little link um, there. But he can sacrifice people <laughs> on the altar, which actually we killed him before he even got we a chance to do that. Do so it, yeah. Basically, he teleports them to, to, to this altar and then starts beating on them. Unfortunately, we killed him too quick. Yeah. <laughs> we got to take these a little slower or something. And apparently, he's an optional boss, too. I've done this a few times before, and I think when he warps you to his altar to like sacrifice you, you pretty much are in it for the ride. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, you're just going to take damage, and I don't there. think you're going to get healed. Uh-uh. So you just have to make sure you're not... 
you know, half dead before he does it. So try to keep Should your health up at all times. Tank, right? mm-hmm. yeah. How does he have time to defend himself and torture you? He's Zephram Cochran. He's, he's a boss. So this guy's like the Joker, and Hydrospawn is like Batman. Except they don't fight kind each of? other. You have to kill them both. Right. And Hydrospawn doesn't have a huge cave underneath his mansion. That's cool. See, we're... we're okay, anyways. How does he like the Joker? I, I missed that connection. <laughs> I don't know. Because he tortures you and... regularly laughs. sacrifices people and... Okay, whatever. I'm just making sure. Um, so the last one is our, our good friend, the, the Petrian boy. <laughs> Um, Alvin, or slash Alzin, the Wild Shaper. So he, he's that last boss. And the reason we call him, just in case it was unclear, we call him the Petrier, is uh, when we entered that room, he was standing with our be- with his back to us facing the tree. So, the warped tree. Corrupting it. And, uh, yeah, he was he was busy corrupting it. I think it. he's diabetic. I think that's his problem. It could be. I figure he just drank a lot. You know, what else he drinks a lot, he pees a lot, I mean, you know. I wonder if it smells like asparagus. Polyphasia, He could eat a lot of asparagus. He, just, he came out of his little burrow. He's sitting there peeing on the tree. He just got done watching NASCAR. You know, and here we show taking, up and ruin the afternoon, break, you know. Yeah. It's, it's a commercial break in NASCAR. He's like, got to get back. They might turn right this time. Yeah, It's tough being <laughs> Al's in the wild shaper. <laughs> it's a hard life. So the thing with him is that he shapeshifts into different forms, in the wolf form, he has a, a dot damage over time. At earlier levels, he throws down that dot that can really hurt. So it, it tends to be a quick fight. I mean, you want to try to kill this guy as soon as possible because he's going to be throwing down a lot of damage on the whole party. So the longer uh-huh. he's the longer he's up, um, the more likely it is that you're going to be, you know, it's going to be a wipe. So try to get that warrior to build up as much aggro as quickly as possible and then just lay down the DPS. Lay into him. Which, yeah. which we did. Well, don't forget the imps. Which is what we did. Yeah, and then after he dies, he brings in all these imps come in. Like you said, the wall explodes or whatever and you get... Can you know, it down. Now these are like his dogs. Half dozen of them. Okay, so he's got the little burrow, he's got the TV with NASCAR, he's got like the cheese that's hanging out there, and then he's got like Bumpus's dogs in the burrow. <laughs> and he's... Yeah. He's like, <laughs> Cletus! <laughs> Come, boy! Well, the bad thing is, it's like the last thing you want. You know, you're you just gone through Dire Mall East. It's probably late at night if you're playing at nighttime, and you know you just kill the boss. You're like, Whoa! oh crap! <laughs> Son of a! Reminds me of the what's the guy in Scarlet Monster with all the novices who come in at the end. That's always a fun surprise. Oh, yeah, the guy in the, yeah. Blades of Light! <laughs> it's actually it's very similar. Petrier and that dude have similar issues. He's, Petrier. you know, Petrier's got dogs. Tree, tree the guy in Scarlet Monastery's got all those Petrier. chicks that come out that are all like clones or whatever. They're probably both watching NASCAR or something. They're watching NASCAR and cloning. Third caution. I'm saying, who's What's wrong with these two NASCAR? guys? Wait, so I'm, the other I'm guy not was saying Joker. anything wrong. I'm just saying that if is watching anything in the borough, Dear it's Tabby NASCAR. Cast, I am a fan of NASCAR, and I take offense at your derogatory <laughs> remarks regarding NASCAR and all right, Boomlots. All right. Okay, alright, no, no, no. <laughs> Petrier is Poor back thing. in the borough watching GAC, Great American Country Cable Channel. <laughs> That's what Isn't he's that watching. Isn't that the same as NASCAR? <laughs> Pretty much, but I'm just saying. <laughs> You don't want NASCAR? That's Jack. Good. Watch it. And the dude in Scarlet Monastery is doing the same thing with his little harem. And if you got these two together, they'd be like Azeroth's unstoppable force. One dude pees on trees, the other guy, like, does whatever he does with all his female acolytes, which Take is really disturbing. <laughs> and for fun. I'm just saying. 
So, I, that's all his clone female edit. So you stop him from. <laughs> I just want to know. So, the, so Hydra Spawn is the Joker. No wait, Zavrum is the. No, no, Hydra Spawn is Batman. That's yeah. okay. So Hydra Spawn is Batman Hydra Spawn. for some reason. Zavrum <laughs> is, is is the Joker. So what's he? The Penguin. Thinking on I'm trying to think. I don't know. No, he's just like Cletus in the bottom of the thing. He's so got we nothing. got, he's we got like Batman, nobody. Joker, and Cletus. Well, I that, understand the instance now. See, this is important for people listening to the show. See, we have given you the tools, the official to tools. actually remember these bosses. It's, like, it's a mnemonic. If somebody it's a mnemonic goes to help you. If somebody goes down to this boss like instance and goes, Oh, look, he is peeing on the treat. Then we feel like we've done our jobs. This is who we are. You love it or you don't. Boy, that was thrilling. And content rich. I could listen to them droning on for another hour and a half. As we leave this week's field trip and before we return to our dismal lives, let's listen in as the podcasters leave us with their impressions and thoughts on Fireball East. Dire Mall is one of those overlooked instances. At least it was for me. When I was leveling up, I remember being in my early 50s and finishing off Zulfarak and doing Sunken Temple and then, you know, getting into the upper 50s and just kind of grinding it out in Silithus to try to get to 60. And I never really went to Dire Mall for some reason or another. Looking back on it, I wish I did. Because, number one, it's a cool instance. I think it's a lot of fun to do. It doesn't take a whole heck of a lot of time. It's fairly short. And number two, there's a great amount of loot that's available in it. If you look at the loot tables, a lot of the blues that are in there are just as good as the stuff that's in the Tier 0 instances, like, you know, UBRS and LBRS and, BR, you know, um, Skolo and Strat. I mean, the, you're not going to find Tier 0 stuff in there, but the blues are comparable, and in my opinion, better in some circumstances, in some situations, better than the Tier 0 stuff. Bill, maybe that's why people don't go, ultimately. Yeah, they're just so fixated on the Tier stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's so. a mistake. Uh, I mean, I think if you well, really... it was a late int- it was a late instance to the party too, because yeah. I was sixty on the paladin before they even put it in. Yeah. If you get up to that P didn't, guy, didn't go well. If you go up to the, the P trier, I mean, that for us the energetic rod dropped. So Kern Guter being <laughs> that's right, you know, yes. she, yeah. got... that's like plus four. We stopped him from peeing on the tree. He dropped his. Rod. He dropped it right. <laughs> Hilarity ensued. <laughs> Yeah, I've got. You'll hear it on the recording. I'm loving. Why, why, by the way, is he the P treeer and not the, the tree peer? Because, because he's become the P treeer. He's become the P treeer. TM. But besides the energetic Jack. rod, he had the possibility of dropping something called the whip vine cord, which to me looked ridiculously good. So you, you can get this thing at level 54. It restores six mana per five seconds, and the equip increases healing done by spells and effects by up to 31. Plus, it's got nine. Dude. Plus nine intellect. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, okay. I'm running that again. That seems pretty uber to me, and it's a, it's a, mm. it's a, it's a waste piece. You know, it's it's a it's a belt. So it's a solid item. Yeah, it's a solid item. So I think that there's a lot. It's a fun instance, not a lot of time, and a lot of good loot there. So it's a great instance. I highly recommend it. As long as you can deal with the smell of urine. I don't want to go back in. I'm a little scared. Can we stay okay. out here? I'll hold you. I'll hold you. I'm more scared now. Let's go back in.
that's it. Hope some of your questions were answered and you have a better sense of what to expect in Dire Ball East. Join us next time as we ride with the casters to another part of the great world of Warcraft. Bye, kids. Thanks for coming. Hope you had a good time and hurry back. Have fun storming the castle. Be sure to brush your teeth. Don't take any wooden nickels. Don't forget to subscribe to Tavercast. You've come to the end of this chapter. Please change the reels and turn the page in your Tavern Cast Handbook. everybody that is taverncast show number 27 thanks so much for listening you can check us out at www.taverncast.com come on over sign up read the forums contribute thoughtful thought-provoking posts and uh donate on our forums by clicking on the donation button any amount is wonderful but if you subscribe for amount of 15 dollars or more it, you get a one-year subscription, which gives you access to all kinds of really, really cool, hot, awesome stuff that only subscribers can see. And if you're interested in the goings-ons of The Pod People, be sure to check us out at www.thepodpeople.net. But the guild is very large, so please bear with us as we try to process and administer your very, very good applications. So we're always looking for stories. Please give us a call at our Skype line at 734-418-8727. Send them in. You can hear the wonderful stuff we're getting. Where are my shoes? I know you have them. Leave them back. You stole my shoes. They were not shoes. Can I have them back? Hey, you guys. This is Brian. I play a level 69 of Hunter on Cadgar. I'm a little pally, short and stout. Here is my hammer and my free epic mount. When I see the horde, I freak and I shout. Shield up quickly and hurt the hell out. Thanks, guys. Love your show. Be a part of that. Call now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that's it for show number 27. See ya. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, Bye everybody. Taverncast is recorded live in front of a studio audience. Taverncast does not endorse underage drinking and reminds those of you who are of age to have a stout heart and drink responsibly. Taverncast is a Snapdragon production. Visit us online at www.taverncast.com. By the way, real important note of the evening, I somehow was able to jump off a cliff and land on top of one of the 50-foot-tall totems in Mohachi. I'm so wow. That's You took a screenshot, right? Most I don't believe you.
Do you have proof? You didn't get a screenshot, it didn't happen. I... I got it. Reminds me I gotta pull out my pattern paper so I can take notes. Eloy jumps off and acts like an idiot. See if you have two eyes. <laughs> you needed to can't take a note get, about that. Can't you just get that with like a rubber stamp? Turtle <laughs> Bill pocket, pocket friend? friend. <laughs> it could be like a Tamagotchi that was like, give me beer. It's the Infernal Bill power tool. You know, I hear Bill does a pretty uh, capable goofy, but I only hear that. Yeah, I, don't know I only hear when he does it. You want to hear the one that my kids love the most? Sure. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my god. That's oh my damn god. good. Oh my god. I really do think Eli emits a low-grade EMP field or something, because he has more electronics problems than anyone I've ever known. <laughs> it's the aliens. Could be. Maybe they implanted something at <laughs> him, and I'm not going to look for it. As long as the EMP isn't emanating from his ass, he's probably okay. I'm just glad to see you guys are finally getting into the high-end raid content. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what we're calling this? That little teeny tiny twig sticking yeah, out of the ground? he corrupted it. He peed on it. That's that's nothing. He corrupted he it. It's thousands of years of peeing on. Oh. What do you expect? What do you think you're gonna look like after thousands of years of getting peed on? God! It's very cold in space. I will leave you as I left her, as you left me. It's very cold in space on a desert planet. From hell's heart, I stammer. The shields are down! Raise them! Where's the override? The override! I will avenge you. I will avenge you. <laughs> <laughs> oh I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Let's see, who are they coming for? Thayala, see. I don't even have to look. <laughs> I hear him talking and I just immediately start healing Eloy. <laughs> um, I. 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 To, to add. <laughs> <laughs> More or less significantly screwed that up. Yeah. Mama. Whoop would crush it. Oh yeah. Fear the warp wood. Whoop, what crash, yeah!